Welcome back to the WISP podcast, where we celebrate amazing women trailblazing in security and privacy. I'm Nicole, your dopest hostess with the mostest, and I'm excited that you've come back to join us this week. For those of you who are new to this WISP podcast party, this podcast is dedicated to celebrating the women who are part of our amazing WISP community. And I'm proud to introduce our next guest, Nyla Brown. Welcome to the show, Nyla. It's so great to have you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, of course. I'm super excited about today's episode. How excited are you? Oh, absolutely amazing. Yeah, <laughs> glad to be able to share share my knowledge and expertise. <laughs> I love it. So let's start from the top. Tell me about your relationship with women in security and privacy. Yeah, sure thing. Found out about WISP was through Twitter back in 2018 when I was starting out in my security and privacy field. I saw that they made a lot of posts of volunteering within their organization and they had opportunities to volunteer at Black Hat and DEF CON and to help out uh, with the booth and, you know, general with their scholars. And so I saw that as an opportunity to not only network with the ladies over at WISP, but also the Black Hat and DEF CON communities. As I saw that that was the opportunity for me to really expose myself to what the industry is and definitely meet new people and figure out where do I want to go in my career. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I actually got into security back in 2018 and I was on a team with all men, right? I wish I would have been more active on Twitter because like you, I would have seen that and I would have volunteered and went straight to Vegas and hung out with like all the amazing people and had that experience. How was that your first black hat? Yes, it was absolutely my first one. And I went by myself. So I didn't, I didn't know anybody. I literally just took a leap of faith and was like, I need to be here. So I got a Airbnb. I love it. so random. I mean, I was so like, okay, I just stayed off the strip. I tried to do all the safe security things. And then once I got there, I'm like, okay, now you kind of figure out, you know, what you need to do and everything. But yeah, absolutely my first one. And I just immersed myself in it and uh, set up a schedule. It took me whenever they, they uh, posted the DEF CON schedule, because they always post it late, it's like mad rushing to figure out what your day is going to look yeah. like and what hotel you're going to be in. And so that was like the, the real fun of it all was it to me was like a scavenger hunt of like, okay, yeah. what a piece of information do I need to know? And who is speaking? Who do I need to talk to? So it was having that plan of, all right, I'm going to make this worth it. You know, this is my first DevCon, not only to have fun, but also, you know, to make those connections. Yeah. And so now you've kind of leveled up, if you will, from kind of just the general volunteer to leader of Hacker Summer Camp. Tell me about that. Yeah, it's been an amazing experience. Granted, I've had COVID. And so there was the, you know, the moment where everyone was at home. And so now that uh, everything's coming back in person, it's again, another opportunity to do things a little bit differently, you know, learn what we did from the past Def Cons and Black Hats and see how we can add, you know, more value to the community and what else we can offer to other people who are looking to come to the also conference, join with, learn more about of Hacker Summer Camp. And so right now at Def Con, we'll now have a community room, a different thing that Def Con has now added uh, to highlight uh, the different communities that are now attending DEF CON and that are being represented and having that more representation is absolutely key. Yeah, that's pretty freaking amazing. I know you do some great stuff outside of WISP. So tell me about your day job. So my day job, uh, I work as a security compliance uh, associate principal over at Guidehouse. And so from there, kind of a range of uh, a bunch of things right now. So it's a fairly new company. They've been in business for about five years. So if you want to they're also a big consulting company, cyber company. So working from healthcare to federal defense, creating policies, procedures, vulnerability analysis, all that sort of thing. It's been a crazy ride up going back into like how I got into it. It was 
it was a ride. So you start on security and compliance, and then you just kind of figure out where you want to go, and it, whether you want to be technical or non-technical. But you know, there's always some sort of technical aspect around everything. <laughs> yeah. So for my day job, uh, that's what I do. So I kind of run the day-to-day operations in the the compliance realm. You know, making sure that things that are being met and the protection and security posture of the company, which is pretty huge. But for those of us who are still learning about security compliance. Why is that work so important? Uh, The work is absolutely important because you can follow certain frameworks that help protect the security posture of your system. So whether you're going through NIST 853, CMMC, NIST 800, like I'll just list all these frameworks. So there's, you know, on the financial side, you have SOC 2, PSI DSS, which is credit card protection. These are frameworks, guidelines that are in place to protect the consumer. By establishing these, it not only protects the company, but protects the consumer for data privacy, PII, PHI, being able to understand these controls, uh, how they work, how they even align to business strategy. It affects a full cycle around it. So as a company matures, you're looking for your metrics and stuff. So it's like you could see yourself coming from the ground level all the way up to going, all right, we're following this. It's a well-oiled machine. You know, we're getting everything that we need in place. And then that establishes the structure. It really does come full circle. And I think there's not stigma, but sometimes you might not be able to see the big picture and why. Nothing but control, technical language. And then once you get it out into layman's terms, and that's one thing that I like to pride myself on is being able to take a technical control, put it into layman's terms, so I can be able to talk to teams and going, hey, this is what we need to implement. Why does everybody have local admin controls? We need to get rid of that. That sort of thing. I would say that's, that's actually important. Yeah, I think one of the things we have to remember is now that we're in this new digital technological age, right? We are exchanging so much sensitive information over the World Wide Web, right? We've got social security numbers, bank account information, healthcare information, credit yep. card information. And our consumers need to be able to have a certain amount of trust with our organizations that we're protecting them and their information because we all know what can happen if that stuff gets into the wrong hands. And so I think, yeah, being able to tie the work that you do to the trust that our customers put into our organizations is super, super important. Now, how the heck did you get into security? (laughs) I got into it. uh, It was maybe almost by accident. I was doing project management in IT. And so I was working for a consumer protection company and my projects were PCI and SOC 2. So that's where I pretty much got my start. And I naturally progressed in a way that was, I guess you could say the compliance way. Like it was, it took a natural fit. So once I was managing from a project management perspective to then actually doing the work, and that's where I did the cutover. So I talked to my boss, I said, you know, hey Dave, I really do enjoy doing the compliance work. I want to get more into cybersecurity. What are the things that I can do? And he absolutely backed me up gave me the freedom to be able to explore, gave me opportunities even within the company, you know, to be able to try things out, work in a sandbox to do Wireshark, to be able to see what's on the network. How do we secure that? Gave me a sandbox for Azure, recreate the environment. And so those are opportunities that you typically don't get, you know, because I kind of did this late in life. So I did a career change that I knew I had to hustle in my sense, you know, of like, all right, I need to pick things up. I need to learn fast. And so I really just dove into it. And then in from there, once I got kind of PCI and SOC 2 down and then understood there was a SANS class I took for CIS, critical controls, security and auditing, best practices. And so that goes over all those frameworks, you know, so where you get into an IT shop, you know, so there's like idle service management, getting that from a small business perspective and then putting it on a global scale. So then from there, I had went to a more public company that had like 16,000 people versus 200. And so now I'm like 
all right, I'm working with the big leagues. Now I'm working with government, commercial, both sides. So taking that experience and then being able to do things on the fly, that's what really solidified that knowledge. And for me, I had fun with it. If you don't have fun with it, you're not going to, yeah, you're not going to want to do it. And, and so for me, having that challenge and being able to, you know, flex both sides between, you know, writing and then doing technical stuff and then light architecture and some things. So I have like a FedRep background. And so from there, there's some things that you have to follow through, set of guidelines. Starting off from that and then building my way up, getting technical expertise, getting certifications underneath my belt. And then that gained that confidence of going like, okay, yes, I'm now getting that knowledge enough to be able to run a company, to maybe be an SO, CISO, CTO. Those are the, the level of knowledge that I'm looking to gain and then also be able to understand somebody's talking to me. I want to be able to understand what they're telling me. I will go out of my way to make sure I do. I love that. There are a couple of things I want to highlight. First, you did enough exploration to know that you had an interest in something, right? Yeah. Um, being able to put a name to say, I'm interested in cybersecurity. I want to do this is the foundational key. And then expressing that to your leadership, right? To say, hey, I'm interested in exploring more of this. How can we make it happen, right? And so creating that space for them to create opportunities. And then another thing that you talked about was continuous learning, right? Taking the SANS courses and understanding that there are different gaps in my, there are things I bring to the table, but there are some things that I haven't learned yet. So doing that independent research, like all of that is so key. I, I too am a non-traditional technologist and yep. I spend a lot of time watching Professor Messer on YouTube or taking LinkedIn oh, he's amazing. courses. Isn't he yes. great? He has gotten me through. His voice is so soothing. <laughs> it really is, right? He's fantastic. And I recommend him to everyone. Yes. But yeah, a lot of people think there's like a, strate- a certain path. You have to be an engineer. You don't. Right. Right. You just have mm-hmm. to be curious, interested, willing to put in the work and just going for it. So I absolutely love that. Let's talk about making impact. Right. So what is the secret sauce for you and making impact in your role in security compliance? The big part is being able to create the relationships. So whether if you're working with clients, coworkers, it's establishing those bridges, having an open mind, seeing where people are coming from. There's teams that can be very impacted that might not have enough resources. And so you're coming in and maybe auditing them <laughs> or not auditing them. But the major successes for me was definitely being able to listen to people, empathize, understand what's going on, and then being able to strategize, understand the security posture. So maybe see things analytically, you know, or maybe in a creative way, because there's both ways you can see things. And I think those have been my, my greatest successes there. And then establishing relationships and fostering them, you know, checking up on people as you go along. So sometimes, you know, just saying, hello, good morning, goes a long way for someone before you ask them for a task. You're first some update, putting that human element into it and knowing that I care about them. The human element is so undervalued and so key and so critical. One of the things that I always try to encourage the folks that I work with, because in security, we ask for a lot right? We want people to do things. We want them to change their process. We want them to fill out this form. We want them, like, there's a lot that we ask of the business. And what I always find is building a relationship and giving before asking goes such a long way. So I love the idea of like, just being courteous and saying good morning before asking somebody to, you know, complete intake form for a security review. Yeah, it definitely goes a long way. So I can imagine that there have been some challenges along your journey. Can you talk to me about maybe a challenge that you've overcome? Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely challenges and ideals, you know, how things can get done, maybe how things get tapped out. And with that, a lot of it is to remain fluid, but stay strong. 
So if you have a gut feeling about something that, hey, this isn't right, whether it's an assessment that, hey, you might see somebody who's a lead assessor being biased, bring it up. You know, see something, say something. In this field, it's absolutely key. That's how we protect each other, <laughs> protect the country. It goes beyond. So those would be the advice that I have for that. Okay. Any challenges that you've had in your journey that you have overcome? Oh, yeah. Main challenges that I've experienced is, you know, when you know somebody's getting into the weeds, because <laughs> when you have technical discussions, it's, it's being able to understand how you can pause somebody, reiterate a scenario to where it's a little bit more clear and then be able to get the information that you're looking for. So there'll be some of those challenges, you know, <laughs> it might just be a little too much. And then you, you, you figure your way how you, you best get your information. But other, you know, challenges as far as within the, I say within the community is as a woman in this community, yeah, you might be on a team where you're the only female on there. So that is definitely a challenge. And then how do you, you know, handle that? And I always just feel like just be that team player. You know, I'm the team player in it, you know, and I find my tribe too. So whether if I need to go outside within that group, go outside within that group and I find my happy space. But there's no right or wrong in that. And there's challenges everywhere, you know, whether it's in time zones, you know, even being remote. There's yeah. a challenge of, you know, not being able to see people day to day. And so with that, it's like, okay, so who, who do I talk to? Who do, how do I foster those relationships? Because it takes a little bit of an extra step than mm. just being able to go by somebody's desk. And so being able to even make somebody feel that they're heard too, you know, being able to text them in the morning and all of that. So I'd say those are the interesting challenges because there's this world or the environment of security can be remote and it can be in person. It just depends on what, what you're assigned, I, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely challenges galore along within our industry, especially like the threat landscape keeps evolving. Hackers keep getting slicker. We do know that right. there's underrepresentation of women and, you know, other communities, but I love that like engaging, leaning in, like all of that really, really helps us take it to the next level. So what advice do you have for women who aspire to work in this industry? Definitely have fun with it. Find the area that interests you the most. And even if it's something that seems impossible to do, it's not impossible. It just takes time. <laughs> so I like that. That's the thing. If you, if you get bored, go find my thing. Like I would have to use myself as an example. What I do when I get frustrated or if I am not engaged enough is like, okay, so maybe if I want to learn CTS, okay, maybe try hack the box or go to another, you know, online site, you know, to where I can start leveling up my skills. If I'm not feeling like, hey, I'm not up to par with something. Okay, where can I go? Who can I talk to? Find the communities within not only just WISP, but, you know, we have CyberJustu, WISIS, people of the Diane Initiative, being able to talk to other women and see how they also got into that field because you will, you will find somebody that has the same story as you. You know, we all have these diverse backgrounds, but we always find someone that's like, oh my gosh, I absolutely just, yes. And from there, you know, you can kind of work through those roadblocks. So if you feel like I'm not in security, but I want to be in it, don't hesitate. Absolutely do it. It's well worth it. And I think the more that we talk about it and the avenues and how we can get in there, and then it doesn't seem as daunting. It's not something like, oh, I don't have the brain for that. Oh, I need to know like X amount of math and stuff. It's like, well, you learn things as you go along. So it's just like the bird by bird. We'll get through it. And just persevering and just having that motivation, be able to, to go through. And curiosity. You're absolutely curious on how things work, how things are put together, processes and all that. Yeah, you'll absolutely have a good time in this. Hashtag community and curiosity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> love it. I love that, Nyla. Last question. 
What's next and exciting in your world? Well, next and exciting is uh, we'll be at uh, Black Hat. We're running a tandems program. And so for those that don't know what tandem is, this is for women's security and privacy. This is our peer-to-peer mentoring networking event. If you've missed out on the networking opportunity, we do have it online. Um, you can go to wisporg.com under tandem, and that's where you can sign up. And with that, you can be matched with someone who's interested in learning about the area you're already in, or you could be matched with someone who has an expertise in an area that you're interested in but know little about, or you could be matched with someone who just wants to learn the same thing as or the same subject as you, so you can help each other grow. To me, that's absolutely key, and that has helped me as well within my career. So I always find that new and exciting, and I love meeting new people to do this because it's new and exciting again for me, and I'll be just as excited to talk about it with them in person. <laughs> I love um, that. And then, up, and then outside of that, I'm just working on my own events, but you know, on personal things. Just recently attended an aerospace hacking course over at this Burbank Null Space Lab. Um, nice. And it was absolutely amazing. And so networked with uh, more people there. So just looking to continue growing the hacker community and, and providing my words of wisdom <laughs> and be back. Yeah. I love that. So it sounds like the tandem program is the perfect place to exercise curiosity and build community. I love it. I love it. Well, that's it for today's episode. Nyla, thank you for hanging out with me today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. And thanks to all of you who continue to tune in, you guys. You already know, if you want to hear more, join us for new episodes on the last Monday of every month as we elevate and celebrate these deserving women. We look forward to seeing you there. 